Welcome to Shift, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial by visiting achievable.me, and if you like our ACT course, be sure to use the code podcast when you buy it to save 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today we have Claudia Chesler from Potomac Education Center, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, um, and wanted to have you just introduce yourself again for people who haven't heard you before and your company. Hi, Tyler. Um, I'm with the Potomac Education Center outside Washington, D.C. Um, we're a small collaborative of um, very hands-on personal tutors. Um, we work very closely with students and families in the metropolitan D.C. area. I'm a former attorney, and I, I focus on the verbal sections of the SAT, ACT, sometimes LSAT and GRE, and college essays. And I've been doing it. Fantastic. I'm sorry, about 16 or 7 I'm on my 17th year, I think. Yeah, no, that's great. And, um, okay, Potomac. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm from California? Uh, so... Today, we're going to be talking about why, basically, why you should be using what's called an error log when you're studying for either the ACT or the SAT. And uh, I think just to start things off, can you tell us in your words what an error log is? Well, for, to me, it means that you're keeping track of the, the number and perhaps the type of errors that you're making mm -hmm. and, 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 the, yeah, and, the date, exactly. and the dates. But... Yeah, usually it's what, like it's a, a sheet of paper or a spreadsheet maybe that you keep somewhere um, on Google Drive or, or whatever. Um, but it's it's some it's some central log that you're recording stuff on. And in particular, you want to be recording what you, what problem you got wrong. Do you want to do you feel like it's useful to record other information like, you know, was it a geometry problem, that kind of thing? Or do you just say you know, just keep a log of uh, just the problems and you can always go back and find it. I mean, I, there are, I would say it's probably personal for everybody the way they do it. Um, <clears throat> it, it, you know, it, I don't, you know, m maybe some people are really techy about it. Um, sometimes, you know, I can really get to know a student quickly and I, I'm just counting the number of errors because I know this is exactly where they need help. And I don't need to, I mean, I'm going to keep track of the number, but I, I don't, I don't need all of the, like the ancillary information of like, well, it was this vocabulary word, or it was th this dangling modifier, uh, you know, it, it, it's different for everybody. So, right. so, but yeah, you, you want to keep track of the progress or the lack of progress. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a great feeling to, you know, every week, you know, like, oh, you made three fewer errors here and, you, you know, five fewer errors here. So it, it's, you know, you want you want to see that you're making progress. So it's 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 really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. And, and I think then the other thing maybe is like, what, do you have different types of errors that you like to write down? Like uh, some of the people I've talked to in the past have, have had different types of errors. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and just explain what your types are? So in addition to tracking your progress, there's another great advantage to, to, to keep an error log. 
and it's called scaling. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I, I recall this, this one family came to me and they were like, she's taken the SAT three times and the score keeps going wrong down. What's she doing wrong? And I, I looked through, you know, the score reports. I said, she didn't do anything wrong. It's the scaling. She made fewer errors each time. So that's hmm. really important feedback. You know, it might not be you, you know, it might be the test. It might be scaled uh-huh. poorly, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll give a student a certain test that's scaled. I mean, some are, you know, I, I don't know who's scaling them. I mean, yeah, obviously the companies are scaling them, but sometimes the test is scaled really hard. It's not that hard for a certain student or and another one might be. So, but so, you know, you might have only made five errors, but the score didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. And then, you know, on another test, you can make, you know, I'm sure you've heard these horror stories where, you know, someone makes a few math errors and it's, you know, suddenly it's a 670 and, and on a right. test, it's a 740. So, you know, that's really critical information so that you're not, you know, you don't have these like soul crushing scores and like what you think you're doing something wrong. And, it, right. and it's a great motivator when you, when you see that you're doing better. Yeah. So then in terms of the errors that people make, I, I think also, uh, I mean, the biggest one that I think is important to, to delineate as like a special type when you're doing your error log is like a careless error, right? Like where you knew how to answer the problem and you just made a, made a fudge the math or you just kind of, you made a mistake that you shouldn't have made um, because you want to, you know, call those out and minimize those as much as possible um, through just like your test taking skills. Uh, but also are there other error types that you feel like people should be watching out for and making a special note of? Um, well, you know, there, it's uh, the, the test, the sections are just so different. Um, but right. I, I mean, you know, the math, obviously if someone's having, you know, making errors on percentages or logarithms, I mean, that's pretty easy to track. Um, but, but sometimes they just didn't read the question the right way. And that's important too. Um, or I, I, I remember students would make errors sometimes and they would say, Oh, this is when the SAT had five answer choices. Oh, I didn't read answer choice E. Well, yeah, well, that's just dumb. You shouldn't do that. You should read all the answers. <laughs> yeah, or you know, or they just didn't read the question the right way, or I read or read it too quickly, right? You know. So yes, but but you know, it it's going to vary. I, I mean, for me, it, it creates a roadmap because it's not just the error log, but it's creating the log. Like, what type of student is this? How am I going to track their errors? You know, like so, someone who's um, you know, someone who's, you know, coming in in the 700s or something, I, I'm just reducing random errors for, with them. You know, it's not like there's one thing that they don't get and they keep making it over and over again. Sometimes they just need to understand the test a little bit better. And and, and that's, and and it's a two-layered process. The, the first layer is um, understanding the material, like understanding how grammar works. Right. You know, yeah, understanding understanding math, understanding vocabulary, and then it's understanding how is it, how am I going to be tested on this? So you know, right. obviously each test is going to do it a little bit differently. So 
So w once you figure out, you know, the, the, the student's issues, you know, I, I'm going to create like, uh, you know, like a catalog of, of, of tests in a certain order that I want them to do and, and, and maximize the progress uh, of how that, you know, how that's going to go. So, yeah. So for math, it's, it's pretty, it can be pretty self-explanatory, you know, They're, they need help with quadratics and you're going to drill down on quadratics. The, the verbal is a little bit more hazy. Um, although, you know, without working with it, with a, with a with another person. I mean, if you're just taking tests online, you know, the computer isn't going to know if you if you used your calculator wrong or you read the question wrong. So that that's why the human interaction is really important. Um, and and uh, but the verbal errors, there are so many different moving parts to it. I mean, is it did they hate fiction passages? Um, you know. So is is it a certain kind of question? Is it the vocabulary? Is it are they reading too quickly? Are they reading too slowly? Um, you know, are they timing themselves? Um, you know, but it, it it can be like some someone can miss the command of evidence questions, and and I will not miss those when they take them off the test. By the way, um, they're not fun. So someone you know can go through three tests and not get any of them wrong, and then and then they'll, they'll they'll you know they'll take another test and, and they'll get like five of them wrong, and and sometimes it's the first part of it, it's, it's a question, sometimes it's the evidence, and mm -hmm. and it it's just something about the passage or the question or the the way that the way the question or the answers are worded. It, you know, it's, it's not, it's not math. It's not like you can just like, well, you just calculated that wrong or you used the wrong formula, you know? So it, it's a little more, uh, fuzzy logic sometimes. So you, you need to like figure out what that is, but you want to keep track of those. So, so let's say for example, uh, so, someone really hates the science passages on the SAT and, you know, they can be very technical. So, if I'm going to like work on science passages with them, I'm going to like pull, you know, on my own, pull, pull a bunch of science passages going from easy to hard. I'm not going to give them like the hardest one first. And and then we can track the errors and then move up. You know, I'm not going to give something like someone, something way over their ability to start with. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and so, so sometimes, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes it's certain types of questions. Or you know the, the or the answer isn't worded the right way, um, so I keep track of that. I, or for example, the SAT does a lot of comparison questions. Um, uh, uh, not only not not only, but also um, uh, then that of you know the electrician's salary is greater than that of. You know, and they're going to mix that up 12 different ways each time. So mm -hmm. you, you need to understand all the versions of it so that you, you know, it's not, it's not going to just be one way. So, so they're going to make it confusing each time. So if someone has an issue with that, I'm going to pull out all the tests that have those types of questions and, and try and reduce those errors. But I'm not a big fan of, of drill sheets. If, mm. if someone doesn't recognize dangling modifiers, 
um, you know, if I give them a, a sheet of 20 of them, yeah, they're going to figure that out really quickly. That, that's what, that's what we're looking at. It's, it's when they're random and they have no idea, like, what is this? Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find, you know, the tests that have a few of them sprinkled in, but, but when you know exactly what to look for, you, you know, you're sort of like, you know, ruining the whole process, not ruining it, but I, I mean, I, I, and I do think it works in math, but verbal can be different you know? right? because you have to recognize the issue. That's part of the problem. Right. Well, and that is, I think, maybe the, the biggest thing that makes the ACT and SAT different than the tests you got in school, right, is the fact that they're not just testing you on your um, ability to, to use a right triangle equation. They're actually trying, they bury that in a bunch of context and you have to go dig in and figure out what the problem actually wants, right? <laughs> and I think that that's maybe like a good thing to mark down if you're consistently getting a certain type of problem wrong, right? Like a math, maybe it's a math problem with a bunch with like a, a very wordy explanation, or maybe it's a certain type of verbal problem and the way they're structuring it. You should be taking note of that to make sure that you're able to diagnose those problems correctly in the future. Right, right. And so, you know, when you recognize those things as a tutor, you, you're going to look for all the different versions on the tests. And and sometimes if it's an SAT student, I'll pull out an ACT, you know, English question because it'll be helpful, but I'm not like taking away from my own material, you know, like the tests that I'm using. Um, or it's just, it, it's just a helpful example. Um, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, on the on the ACT, you you pretty much know what they're asking, but on the SAT, you'll you'll look at it and like, what what do, what do they even want here? <laughs> and mm -hmm. you have to read the question again. So, um, and and you can tell when people are rushing. I mean, I, I can I can look at a student's bubble sheet and then you know I can score. I go, you did this really late at night, didn't you? I go, yeah. <laughs> so right, yeah, it's, especially when when you know them. Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's the advantage of a tutor for sure. So then walk me through the way that you use an error log to study, right? Like, you know, if you've got a student that you're working with and they're doing practice, you know, practice sections or, or exercises, how do you, uh, how do you use the error log and, and how do you go back and review it? Um, well, yeah, it, I I could I could see the value of like going back and reviewing the math, like the, the ones that you got wrong. But mm -hmm. I, I I I'm primarily you know working on uh, verbal, so right. So um, I'm I'm going to track certain errors based on that student. I'm going to you know like create this whole like path for them um, in terms of like the way I you know, after I go through the curriculum with them and, and see where, you know, I think they need the most help. I'm going to create like a, a list of tests, the order that I want them to do, you know, the tests in, uh, you know, from easy to hard. I mean, I have some students, I go, I, I, this test is too easy for you. It's just, I'm not just giving you like make work homework. I, I, you know, I'm going to, I need to challenge you or, or I have students and I'll say, uh, I'm looking to find errors. I can't help you if I can't find errors. So 
don't be upset if you get a few wrong. That's the point. Um, right. Yeah. So, or, or, you, you know, until you've done five ACT English sections, you're not going to see the whole, the entire scope of everything that they're asking because, you, you know, they can't fit it all on a, on a couple of tests. Um, and, and, and then, and then there's a few tests that have the, the, the rare wonky questions, which, you know, those would be for my high achieving students. So I, I create sort of like a, an, you know, like a, I mean, an error, I guess we should call it a success log, but, <laughs> but you know, keeping, right. keeping track of the errors so that, you know, I'm sort of like creating it so that, to maximize their success. And, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, if someone's a, a low, you know, starting out with a low score, I'm not going to give them the hardest SAT or ACT because that's just, that's just hard, you know, it's, yeah, it's just not going to work or I'm not going to say, oh, do the next test in the book because it might not be worth their time. They might not get anything out of it. There are certain SATs and ACTs that are just sort of, eh, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. no, nothing special here. Um, nothing, nothing really helpful. But, um, but, you know, there's certainly a progression of the reading where some are just super hard or, you know, it, you know, some, sometimes someone needs to work on a lot of history passages so they get them. Uh, sometimes it's a certain type of question. So, you know, it, it, it's unique for everybody. I mean, no, no right. two students of mine have the same, like, kind of curriculum and plan. You know, everybody's different. And, and, and it's funny. Uh, right. It, sometimes uh, a high-achieving student, there might be something really basic that they don't know. And then someone who is a low-achieving student knows something that's like, wow, you know, <laughs> they know that. I mean, you know, you just, right. you don't always know what someone knows. And it's, you know, and, and, and it's great when they ask questions and, and, you know, that, that's really, you know, if some, that's the beauty of one-on-one of -on -one tutoring. Because if someone doesn't understand semicolons, I'm going to answer that question 20 times until they get it. And you're not going to get that in a group setting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think what sort of I'm getting from all of this is that really the error log should be yours. It should be about what you are trying to work on and the areas that you have identified that you feel are the like things that you're the mistakes that you're making or the areas that maybe you're needing improvement on are that that should be the focus of your error log and like you don't, you don't need to follow a standard format as much as make sure that it's working for you do you agree with that yeah yeah i mean i i remember a really long time ago i had a student oh my god but we were doing the math and he was really worried about probabilities i mean he scored close to a 1600 and and he was so nervous about probabilities and i remember i, I went through the blue book with him the, the entire blue book, and I think there were like four probability questions in the entire book. I said, so stop worrying about it. Because like, it's... Right. Yeah. It was, so, yeah. Like, but everything else was great. It was just, you know, he was overstressing on it. So, and 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 there's another issue about keeping error logs that um, has come up in the past couple of years. Um, when somebody has a meteoric rise. I mean, you know, and what I mean, a rise, I mean, a decrease in the number of errors. You know, right. 
then I start to get nervous because they might be, mm. you know, there's, there's been a lot of cheating. So, so, right. you know, I, I mean, I, I love, well, definitely don't, don't cheat in your practicing because then you're just cheating yourself. But they are, right. But they really are. I mean, it's, 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 it's so sad, but you know, you know, I mean, I'm good, but you know, you're not going to go up 200 points in, in reading in one week, you, you know, I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the other thing too that's important for people to remember about these tests is that getting things wrong is the point. Like I think when you're when you're a student in school, you are aiming to get nothing wrong on every single test. You're aiming for a perfect score. A perfect score is like not really the point of these tests. Like sure, it would be great if you did. Um but that's what a tiny tiny fraction of people do. And so for almost everyone else, you're going to have to get used to the fact that you're going to get some things wrong. There's going to be stuff like probability that you don't really uh, know that well or feel that confident in. And essentially, the goal isn't to get a perfect score. The goal is to get the best possible score, right? It is a little different. And so that means like min-maxing or optimizing your own personal strengths and weaknesses to get the best score rather than trying to be perfect on everything. That is so true and so such an underappreciated concept because, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone will say, oh, I don't need verbal tutoring because it's pretty good. I really need math tutoring. No, you need both. Maximize the verbal. Get the most out of it. Don't leave points on the table. You know, right. if you're already at a 700, let, let's get you 750 or 770. Don't just worry about the math. You, you want to raise the overall composite score. So, you know, I, I, I've got kids coming in with 34s and 35s on, on the verbal on the ACT and they want tutoring. <laughs> and, right. you know, it's a very specific skill, but, you know, I, I can do it. I'm, I'm going to dig for those really rare questions and I'm going to look for the really tough tests. Um, sometimes once in a while I'll, I'll give a boring test just, you know, you know, just to see if it it can keep their attention and they can do well. Um, but right. You know, and, and students generally do better on harder tests. It's got a better scale and they're more challenged and, you know, you don't want to like be falling asleep when you're taking it. But, but, um, you know, but that's, it's important. Um, you know, everyone, whatever someone's goal is, is, va- is valid. If someone comes in with a 750 and they want an 800, I'm not going to tell them to go home, you know, because if, yeah. if they can get an 800, I'm going to, I'm going to help them get that. And, and that's the same as someone who starts at a 500 and, you know, I say, I, I can get you into the 600s, you know, at least. So, you know, it, you know, everybody has a different, like, pathway and and i respect that yeah so absolutely of course professionally you know you want you want to keep all that you want to have all the data so um you know i i mean i just had a student uh didn't i didn't find out how she did on the december sat and my partner and i had a conversation with her parents and uh, you know we're pretty sure she was cheating it, it like the score that the verbal went up Pretty nicely. I was a little suspicious, but 
but the math had just, I mean, she went up like mid 600s to an 800 and it was like, really? And then, and then, <laughs> the, yeah. And yeah. And then, and then the, the test didn't go well. And, and she, yeah, yeah. I, I judgment day came. So, right. Well, the real test, the real, the goal is to get the best score on the real test. And the way that you will do that is by taking the practice test as seriously as you take the real test and taking and not cheating on the practice test. Otherwise you're not going to be able to see where you're actually weakest. Right. And that is really also the point of the error log, right. To bring it back to sort of the error log topic is, is that you're trying to find where you need to work on. Yeah. I mean, my, I have, I have another student for the, for the past like six weeks, his his uh, ACT verbal whatever whatever it is the the English and the reading average of twenty nine it doesn't like it's unbelievable every week they the two scores together are twenty nine and I think he can do better and he thinks he can do better but he did start with a, a, a twenty two and a twenty three so right yeah and so you know you need to see that and you know yeah the 29 and yeah i would love both of those to be in the 30s but he started in the very low 20s and that's that's important you know you don't want to lose sight of that and when i, I was having a conversation with his mom and she was like oh i didn't realize it started at yeah right because you're only looking at this number now but it, it is actually pretty low and right well, and, and getting over that plateau, like if you're stuck at 29 and you want to get higher, the way to do that is through red, figuring out what you're getting wrong, right? Figuring out why and then fixing it, right? And that's where the airlog is really helpful. Yeah, and, and exactly. And making sure they're timing themselves and, you know, and, and, and I know this is, you know, this is criticized lately, but... I asked them how they felt about the test. You know, how'd you feel about right. the homework? Like, you know, not like, not like in a woke way, but in a like, how did, did you think it was hard? Did you, how did you feel about your timing? All of those things are important, you know? Right. Or, or they're all, they're all important. Yeah. Or if you're sure. between the SAT and the ACT, you know, I, I mean, the numbers are, of course, are very important. But I, you know, if a student says to me, "Look, I, I know I did better on the ACT, but I really hate it," you know, <laughs> I want to know that because I, I right. want to enjoy what they're well, maybe not enjoy, but you know, feel good about what they're working on. And um, and and the and the unsung story in all of this is the confidence that's that they build. You know, that they comes out of this. I mean. Everybody thinks it's about the you know getting a good score and getting into the college, but the but the confidence that that is part and parcel of this whole process is invaluable. Uh, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I had this this kid a few years ago, very quiet. The mom said the grades were so so. She takes a practice ACT for the first time and she gets a thirty one, and I was like, wow, and um, and she kept thinking it was a fluke. And, you know, she, she wound up doing very well and, 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 you know, you'd think that was the end of the story, but like a month or so later, the mom, the mom said to me, you know what? Her grades are better now. She's, right. she's not embarrassed about raising her hand in school. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where, um, having an air log can help you build that confidence because you can really essentially like, you know, 
what you're working on, you know, you're getting better at it. You know, you're starting to, you know, think about the test, like a test taker, you're start, or at like a test maker even, right. You're, you're, you're diagnosing the problems and you're actually like attacking them with your strategies. They're not intimidated. They're, they're like getting the, they get it. They get what this is about. Like, it, it, and it's, you know, it, at first it seems like this horrible looming thing, you know, the SAT or the ACT, but suddenly it becomes conquerable. And, and it's, mm-hmm. and I, I hate this word, but it's very empowering and right. Yeah. And it's, it's fabulous. So it, you know, it's, it's a life skill. Um, you, you know, you have to put in the time and the effort and it, it does pay off. It does. Yep. Exactly. Thanks so much. This has been shift a college admissions podcast for a changing world hosted by Tyler from achievable with Claudia Chesler from Potomac Education Center. You can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by visiting achievable.me, and if you like it, be sure to use the code PODCAST to save 10%.